SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Tampa Bay has the football. I bet is over 39 and a half hits. If the Packers have the football for the final two minutes, then it's tough to have 40 pass attempts in a football game. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliates all around the country on this glorious Friday, January 22nd. Here's truly sitting in for the next two glorious hours. Taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well. Right here on an Opposite Picks Friday again, January 22nd. What's going on, LLs? What are we going to talk about today, you ask? Well, <clears throat> value of a buck is decreasing. Same old, same old Detroit Lions. Uh, Deshaun Watson daily update. Irish eyes are smiling. Standing pat in Kansas City. White, 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 white in the NFL. Black men, no. Black women, though, yes. Uh, Don't let the facts get in the way of a good rant. And uh, what a mess of a team. Sit up, stand up, uh, prop up. We have our championship game prop lock of the year. And passing the buck in Jacksonville. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets. Right here on a Friday, January 22nd. Yep, it's the call before the storm for sure. I got a couple of NBA games that will break down. We got a couple of college basketball games, including a major upset last night in college hoops. A couple of hockey games as well. A lot of scoring last night as the overs uh, came through. And, of course, uh, we're a couple of days away from Championship Sunday with the NFL. Updating the lines with uh, the boys at FanDuel. No real changes as far as the over-unders a little bit, but uh, as far as the straight lines, no. Green Bay laying three. Kansas City laying three as well. A little, little difference on the juice, <clears throat> but when we last left, you both were three. You know, that, that fluctuated with the Kansas City one. You know, earlier it was minus 120. Then it came down to Kansas City laying three at even money, and now it's back up to minus 118, but it's still minus three. So no matter when you've done your shopping, uh, the three remains constant. And it... it even though, as I told you before, with all this in-game live stuff, you know, there's a gazillion chances for the books to get middled. So I don't know why they would be that reluctant to move off a magic number like three or four or seven with the boys in Vegas, FanDuel. But they generally, FanDuel anyway, will, will move the uh, VIG way before they actually move the line. So it probably would take a whole heck of a lot for these lines to move to three and a half or two and a half for that matter. But uh, you know, Packers in Tampa Bay was three and a half earlier in the week, but it's been three now for a couple of days. And, and you know, case in point, you know, Green Bay and FanDuel anyway is minus three, minus 130. 
So they really don't want to hop off that three. They really don't. That, that juice, uh, you know, I don't know how high it'll go before they eventually give in. Maybe never. Maybe never. Maybe they'll just say, hey, we're going to keep it at three. You know, I don't care if the juice is 150, 160, 170, whatever it may be, but we're not hopping off three. Maybe that's the case. Uh, but you can get back three plus 106 on Tampa Bay now. But you get it. This really is, uh, I'll give you a comparison. As we welcome in our full audience right here on a Friday morning, yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do, six minutes past the hour. Starting, we'll get to the NBA and college basketball, but I always like to start the show with the updated lines with the NFL, because NFL obviously is king. But just to give you a comparison's sake, you know, Kansas City's a three-point favorite over Green uh, over Buffalo, and Green Bay's a three-point favorite over Tampa Bay, right? So you'd have to think money line's got to be, you know, pretty similar as well. In fact, it should be the same since it's three and three. However, Kansas City with the normal juice, lane three, is minus 166 on the money line. Green Bay with the higher juice, minus 130, is minus 190 on the money line. I mean, you're laying two to one, basically, versus laying three at minus 130. That's big. And then Tampa Bay, you know, on the money line, you can get them at plus 158. So we'll just say 160 to make it easy. Whereas Buffalo on the money line as a three-point underdog is only plus 140. So that's where the juice comes into play. You know, I know there are separate pools, but, you know, they generally tend to, you know, correlate three-point spread here is the same as a three-point spread there when it comes to money line stuff. But, that you know, that's a big difference. You know, you got to lay, uh, like I said, almost two to one on Green Bay on the money line. Boy, that's tough. You might as well lay the three. I'm not laying two to one in, a, in basically a pick'em game, and you're getting very good value. I, I must say, if you know, almost plus one sixty on Tampa Bay. I'd almost rather have the plus one sixty than I would the plus three at plus one oh six. Even I mean that that's a big that's a big difference. That it is. So over under is fifty two. That's been pretty much what it's been all week. Uh, Kansas City's over under is fifty three and a half. Again, that's pretty much where it's been all week. You know, we're waiting for the weather. I think when we confirm that it's going to be nasty or we confirm it's going to be good weather, uh, then then that might move. You know, I, I've told you this before. I like going the other way. You know, if it's bad weather, I like playing the overs. If it's good weather, I like playing the unders. Uh, I, I think bad weather offenses are have the clear, clear, clear advantage uh, than they do the, uh, the good weather, where the defense can kind of set in and get their footing and know where the running backs are going and wide receivers. You'd be surprised how much bad weather actually helped the offense. All right, just getting started. We'll get to the NBA as the Bucs come up short again. And a big upset in college basketball last night. Now we'll break it all down right here on a Friday. we got our prop special, our best prop place for this weekend with the NFL stuff. All coming up on an opposite round. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Three on the shot clock. James with the long three and knocks it down. LeBron James with his sixth three-pointer. To the Kupo, so frustrating. Yeah. 
Yeah, TNT last night with the call. There's a Marv, the great Marv Albert, as a matter of fact. As the Lakers do win over the Milwaukee Bucks, 113-106, as one of our opposite picks hits last night. Not only one, but another spectacular day. I tell you, the hits keep coming with our opposite picks. Scott Wetzel sitting in on this Friday morning, 13 minutes past the hour. Got a lot of NFL stuff to get to today. Gave you all the stats and trends yesterday. Today, we're going to delve into some prop plays. And uh, I got a couple of good ones here. Some straight plays, some that are going to give you like five to six to one odds. Got some that are going to go all the way up to 10,000, although not 10,000 to one, but 100 to one odds uh, on some pretty decent plays that, you know, wouldn't be the craziest thing to occur over on FanDuel uh, with both the, the Green Bay and the Tampa Bay game. So we'll get to that uh, later this hour or early next hour. But uh, first, I'll let's run down what happened yesterday in the world of sports. Lakers last night, as you just heard there. Oh, by the way, the opposite picks. Uh, another, again, spectacular day. Let me interrupt my thought here. Uh, four and two last night. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, we got a six-pack of winners for you later on. But last night... We had, uh, we'll start in order, Ottawa getting plus 110 versus Winnipeg. They lose 4-1, to one, so that was a loser. Uh, I liked the Bucks last night. I thought they were going to treat this as their championship, and maybe they did, and they still lost. And that's the sad thing if you're a Bucks fan. I think this team, I, you know what? You mark it down right now. They're an overvalued team. Uh, they already have more losses in, in uh, you know, two weeks than they had in, in uh, you know, two months from last year's play. I, I would go against them every single time. I really would. And I bet you from here on out, you'll have a winning record if you just consistently bet against the Milwaukee Bucks. That team, you know, I know they re-signed the Greek freak who's really not Greek, but I think they took a step backwards this year with some of the moves they made. I, I'm not a big Drew Holiday fan. I told you that. So chance to kind of put their stamp down on this season and on, uh, you know, them flexing their muscles and showing the NBA world we're legit. And then they get smoked at home by the Lakers. LeBron goes for 34. So I like Milwaukee Lakers as the opposite pick one. Uh, the Utah Jazz battle of the Jazz teams, battle of the former New Orleans teams. Utah wins again, a second straight win and cover for the Jazz. And we took the... Uh, uh, the Saints, the Aints, uh, plus six and a half. That was a loser as they lose by either nine or 11. I'll double check the score here. So we started off slowly one and two last night, but picked up an outright win on Indiana plus 10 and a half against Iowa. How about the uh, Hoosiers? I tell you, that win is going to get them into the NCAA tournament. That That is a nut. Not only did they win. They won by double digits, did the uh, Hoosiers. So plus 10 and a half, the opposite pick was a winner. Uh, Memphis laying three against Wichita State, winner. And uh, yesterday afternoon, New Mexico laying six against San Jose State, actually was a winner. So we go four and two with our picks, and we are now going opposite. Believe it or not, uh, sit down and don't crash the car. Pull a jack in Arkansas, 37 and 18. 37 and 18. 19 games over 500. I told you, uh, let let other let, let show me some other scandy capper that could produce a better record than that. Nineteen games over five hundred, tremendous, it really is. All right, to the baskets. Yeah, very disappointed in in the Bucks last night. You know, I thought after getting knocked off last year by Miami, you know, which ends up going to the NBA Finals, so maybe not as big a, an embarrassment as it originally was. But still, I, I figured last year that not being able to face the Lakers, like Destiny seemed to have them uh, in line to do, uh, they would come out flying last night. This was going to be their championship. And, and while they did lead by four after one, 
They led by uh, they, they trailed by six at the half. It was basically double digits the whole way. They did cut it to two uh, in the closing minutes, but you know LeBron hit a big three. LeBron, no coincidence, scores thirty four points. First time he scored thirty this year. And, uh, you know, Greek Freak was really not Greek. Nice day, you know, but only 25 points and 12 rebounds. This is the game where, hate to say it because you know how I feel about LeBron, but, you know, these big-time games like this, TNT game, everything else, you know, you got to come up big. 25 points against the Indiana Pacers or the Utah Jazz uh, or the, uh, you know, pick a team like that. You know, Detroit Pistons, okay, not bad. But you got to get 35-plus. You got to... When you're the team that needs to show the world you're for real and you're not going to lose again in the playoffs, you got to, you know, if you're the Greek freak and you're going to be the highest paid player in the NBA, you, you got to, you just have to score at least 30, at, at least. I know he got his rebounds, but you know what? Every game you, you get the six, three guards that get double digits in rebounds. I don't care about rebounds, at least not. I care about it, but I don't. I don't put a whole lot of stock into. Okay, you got twelve rebounds, so you played great last night. You know, you got a double double. I, I don't care about that. You also had nine turnovers last night. You also fouled out of the game last night. That's awful. That that is just a gosh. You, you know, it pains me. It pains me to have to praise. You know, LeBron James. But LeBron came up big last night. He did. You know, thirty four points. Got eight assists. Got some rebounds. Six. You know, only two personal fouls. God forbid they should ever call a foul on LeBron. Uh, but only three turnovers, and, and he came up big, and he won the game for them. I don't know what's going on with Anthony Davis. I got to tell you, if you play his props, he's not scoring this year. I don't know if it's he got the monster contract. Um, he, he's just poo-pooing the regular season, and he's waiting for the playoffs to start. I don't know if there's something going on behind the scenes. But another game where he has not scored 20 points, 20, not 30, not 40, as we pointed out yesterday in the opposite picks, he has now gone one, two, three, four, five straight games without scoring 20 points. You and I can score 20 points in the NBA. I mean, obviously, no one's playing any defense whatsoever. Uh, you know, he's getting minutes. You know, he had 38 minutes last night, 37 the game before, 33 the game before. You know, a, a 25 in there and a blowout win against OKC and a, and a 29 in a blowout win against Houston, but 30 the day before. I mean, so, you know, he's playing three quarters of the game and he's not scoring. Rebounds, you know, maybe he's doing on the in defensive end. You know, okay, but in, in that span, he's had double-digit rebounds twice. Twice. Now, he did have nine last night, but he didn't get double digits. So, if you play his prop bets... I know it's very, 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 very difficult to play under on prop bets with these superstar players, but you're still going to get halfway decent value on him playing under in points. He's only scored more than 20 points in how many games this year? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. In 14 games, he's scored more than 20 once, twice, three, four, five times. Five out of 14. But that's horrible. That's horrible. I'm sure he'll come to play, like I said, come playoff time. I don't doubt that. But something, and, and the Lakers, to, you know, to their credit, are winning these games. So you can't even say he's costing them. They're five and one, their last six. So four and one in this streak in which he hasn't scored 20 points. The only loss against Golden State the other night. So it's not costing them any which is probably why it's flying under the radar. But, you know, again, if you like to play props, it's pretty evident that this guy is not producing the numbers this year. He just isn't. But big-time loss, 
awful loss if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan. It, it really, yeah, I come out of this game saying this, this Bucks team is not for real. It just isn't. I'm more impressed with Utah's win over uh, the Pelicans, 129 to 118. Seventh straight win now for the uh, for the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, 36 points. I don't know if they're ready to take that next step, but they're playing some good basketball. And how about the Knicks last night as a small four and a half point underdog beating the Warriors in Golden State, 119 to 104. All of a sudden, Knicks have won three in a row. I mean, they they couldn't get out of their own shadow uh, for about a week and a half. And two weeks, and now all of a sudden they're playing terrific basketball. Julius Randle, uh, a 16-point. Steph Curry had 30 in the losing cause for the Warriors. Warriors are a strange team. You know, one minute you think they, they got something rolling, and the next minute they, they lay a clunker like this at home against uh, the Knicks. I miss the Golden State Warriors. I do. I, I miss that dominant machine that would just blow teams out, Steph playing great and everything else. Weird game last night as Draymond Green got kicked out for yelling at his teammate. Amazing. All right, 21 past the hour. Scott Wetzel on an opposite Friday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Wow. Sorry about that F-bomb. Should have put that in there. Uh, since we're on the rest of the radio. Uh, whoa. <laughs> what the Lions are just going to be the Lions again. Are you kidding me? Uh, Scott Wetzel sitting in on this Friday morning, 26 past the hour. As we take you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. We'll get to Dan Campbell here in a sec. First up, I'll let you know our poll question is out. I'm stunned after hearing that, right? Uh, We'll start with yesterday. Uh, Nets had uh, Durant and Harden and Irving on the court for the first time on Wednesday. So yesterday we put out best big three ever. Got a good response as as far as some of the suggestions and and, uh, real good ones. Uh, But our poll had Greasy Zonka Warfield or the uh, triumphant of LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, and then Aikman, Irving, and Emmett Smith, and then the proverbial other. Uh, But as far as our four are concerned, Aikman, Irving, and Smith with their Super Bowl wins and got 41% of the vote. Uh, Other did get the 26%. LeBron and company got 27. And our guys, Greasy, Zonk, and Warfield, unfortunately, uh, can uh, get uh, only 6% of the vote. But uh, that was yesterday. Today, very simple popcorn radio, replacement radio at its finest. Uh, Best NFL play this weekend is Kansas City laying three, Buffalo laying three, Green Bay laying three, or Buffalo plus three, rather. Green Bay laying three against Tampa Bay, or Tampa Bay plus three at Green Bay. So uh, get your vote in. Everybody got 35 votes, and I posted it about five minutes ago, so it's a beautiful thing. I tell you, it's, uh, I have noticed over the uh, the course of my lifetime, whenever you do Twitter polls, the dumber, I shouldn't say dumber, the easiest thinking poll there is, is the most popular. It, it's like radio. It, it's why these mopes who, you know, we should be working in Topeka, Kansas, you know, can get co- phone calls when they say, uh, you know, who's going to win this weekend? Give me a call. I mean, it's popcorn radio at its finest. Uh, that shouldn't be on the radio, but it should be on Twitter. So there you go. Uh, early on, Green Bay laying three uh, is your leader at 37%. But again, only 35 votes in there. So go to your opposite picks feed. We'll update that a couple of times before uh, we are through. Yeah, back to the, you know, when we get to the NFL stuff, like I said, props uh, coming up here in a little bit. 
But as far as uh, some of these coaching hires that were made yesterday, holy fudge. Holy, that, that was Dan Campbell. Now, I remember him as a Dolphin fan. He was the same way a few years ago when he got to be interim head coach when they fired Jerry Philbin. I mean, this guy, that, that's the guy. That guy can somehow or another get a head coaching job. You know, that you talk about just nuts. Listen, I don't I've told you this before. When my offense scores a touchdown, I don't care who celebrates. I don't care if they want to do dopey dances and then uh, do all kind of choreographed situations in the end zone, you know, do whatever in front of the cameras. Knock yourself out except for two people. I want two people to remain calm, cool, and collected. Let all the others go bonkers, but I need two guys on my side of the football field that realize the situation. Hey, one, we still have to do an extra point. Two, the game's not over. You know, three, blah, 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 blah. And that's my quarterback and my head coach. That head coach is not going to become cool and collected whenever the Lions, if they should, ever score a touchdown. I mean, that that's just nuts. I mean, that guy, listen, I don't want that. You know, that stuff doesn't last long. And that's why the Lions are the Lions. You know, it doesn't, it sounds good. It interviews good, well. Um, but when you get on the football field, you get punched in the mouth one time, and that's it. Boom, you're done. And that's the Detroit Lions. It really is. With all that excitement and all that exuberance, you would think, oh, this is great. This is a guy I, I know. Every single Lion fan out there is no doubt saying, boy, this guy is just great. Oh, this is going to be spectacular. This guy's going to be so pumped up. He's going to be on the sidelines, blah, 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 blah. You know what? No. Give me the Andy Reeds of the world. You know, the, 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 the guys that just sit there and look like a bump on a log, but they know what they're doing. Uh, I don't, you know, when's the last time you saw Andy Reid running up and down the field? You know, I mean, has it happened over the last 20 years? I don't think so. But he's been pretty successful in the NFL. I need a guy that's going to remain calm, cool, and collected. Not some, some guy who's calling out, you know, knees being busted. What the fudge is that? I mean, I, I, do you listen to yourself? That Somehow or another, that guy can get with a GM and owner. And see, that's the problem. And the GM and owner is going to walk away, as I say, impressed. Whoa, this guy's got all the enthusiasm. That's what we need. Shot in the arm, blah, 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 blah. But the Lions have had that. They've had those head coaches, you know, and they've not been successful. This guy's going to be, he's going to be fired in a year and a half. Uh, you mark it down right now. They're going to be calling for his firing after a year and a half. He is set up for disaster. You cannot have a head coach in the NFL that is like that. Now, you're not that over the top. I don't mind a little bit of excitement. I, I get that. You want to, you know, relate to your players and you want to win the players over and you want to give the franchise a shot in the arm versus having a stick in the mud. I understand all that, but not to that point. I mean, what, what was that? If you can't hold your composure and put together a cognitive thought in a press conference, how the fudge are you going to decide when to go for two? How are you going to decide to when to kick a field goal versus a touchdown and go for it on fourth down? How are you going to decide when to call a timeout if, if you're like that loose as a cannon? Oh, it's got disaster. Disaster. It's the Detroit Lions. It's the Detroit Lions all over again. It's the same old, same old, same old. You mark it down right now. He will be out of a job. Now you could say, I hear people saying, well, you know, it's not exactly, you know, Matt Patricia wasn't exactly, you know, he was Andy Reid, right? Just in uh, maybe a little smaller, maybe not. Uh, I get, I get that. And, and he was obviously a, a colossal failure, 
But there's got to be a happy medium between remaining calm, cool, and collected and knowing what the fudge you're doing. I will say this, Patricia remained calm, cool, and collected, but he was just clueless on the sidelines. So, you know, give, give me someone who's that personality but just knows what he's doing. Campbell, I, you know, I don't see it. I don't see it. You know, and, and you have to ask yourself, if he was not a Detroit Lions former player tight end, would he be getting this job? And if the answer is no, then you know it's the wrong hire. You know, if part of the reason that he's getting this job is because, you know, he's a Michigan man, you know, that dopey Michigan. Well, what is it about the state of Michigan that you got to be a Michigan man to get a job? You've had enough failures, whether it's at Michigan or whether it's now at Detroit Lions, that you think you'd throw that out the window. But if the answer realistically is no, he probably wouldn't. It is playing a nice role. He's been here. He knows how to recruit here. He understands the fabric of Detroit. I hate to break it to you, Dan, but uh, you know that that's not a positive. Uh, Detroit, you know, it's got a history of losing the Lions. You know, you're not bringing a history of winning into the fold here. You want to forget about the history of the of Detroit, to tell you the truth. And not much the city itself, but you know the Lions franchise. So that's he's just bonkers. But that guy can get a head coaching job. I got to tell you. I'll admit, I, I'm, you know, I, I tell you when I'm wrong. It, you know, it happens. I, I guess like once a decade or so. But I'll admit when I, you know, do or don't do something. I've never heard Eric Bannemi speak, not, not, not any length anyway. Let's put it that way. But I made a point. You know, I, I wanted to because I'm trying to figure out how after listening to Dan Campbell spew his rhetoric about busting knees. Um, I want to, you know, I want to say, what what is going on with Bienemy that this guy cannot get a head coaching job? But that guy can. This guy talking about busting knees and and you know doing whatever. That guy can impress an owner and a GM, but Bienemy can't. And I really, I'll be honest, I, I've not heard him speak at length. And I really thought, you know what? Let me listen to this guy. And maybe he sounds like a bubbling fool. Maybe we're all defending Eric Bienemy, but he really comes across as a bozo, right? So I took out a couple of his press conferences, Bienemy. And I tell you, I don't know how you can't come away with not liking the guy. I mean, he's he is he looks like Shaq. Smaller, obviously, but he's he's a dead ringer for Shaq, look like. He sounds exactly, I mean exactly like former Browns head coach Hugh Jackson. Which maybe is not necessarily a good thing. Maybe people talking to the enemy are saying to, myself, saying to themselves, "Boy, this is Hugh Jackson. Do I really want him?" Good God, no! <laughs> he was awful with the Raiders, awful with the Browns. So, but he's always and, and he has the personality of Magic Johnson. I, I mean, it's amazing. I, I don't know how you speak to the enemy and come away with I don't want this guy as, as part of my franchise. You know, he's he's smiling, he's laughing. Uh, you know, uh, well thought out thoughts, cognizant, you know, he's not stumbling and bumbling in the press conferences that I watched. I mean, he sounds like a great guy. I, I don't know how you interview that guy and not come away saying that this guy, you know what, if we can make it, give him a chance to be part of our franchise, let's do it. You know, he sounded like a leader, didn't sound like a follower. So I don't know what role he really, really has with that offense. But as I've told you, I don't care. I want a guy that I can look at and have confidence in. We'll be able to lead my guys. We'll be able to know the nuances of the game, call the timeouts and do everything else. So I, I don't understand how Dan Campbell can be getting the jobs, but beginning to be can't. And I don't want to go down the black-white route. I don't really think that's it. But it, it's just... Take out, you know, do yourself a favor. You take out a press conference if you had to be watching, and then you'll come away with the same reaction. This guy is funny. He's great. He's laughing, smiling. 
I'd hire him as a head coach in a second. I really would. All right, I'll fix on a Friday morning. Coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Knicks are going to make you work. And defensively, they've been very good. That's a nice steal by Nerlens Noel. He got another technical foul. If it's on Draymond, he's ejected. He's out. Wow. Dray Draymond is ejected from the game here. Yeah, Warriors Radio Network last night. <clears throat> Those are the things that make you wonder about the legitimacy of the NBA, right? Now, listen, we all know, you know, Draymond can yell and scream at the officials with the best of them. I don't know how he got his first technical foul, but he had one. It's the second quarter. It's a no-nothing, you know, point of the game. He's running down the court. He's yelling at, you know, Weissman, the teammate, you know, the rookie. And I, the official thought he was yelling at him, and they tee him up. And he's kicked out of the game. And, and that again, that's when you say to yourself, oh, wait a minute now. Your team, you're, you're kicking out one of their best, most important players of the second quarter. You know, I don't know what he could have said, but you got to make darn sure if you're that official that he is saying something so egregious and so outlandish and so over the top. And you're saying it to me. You know, but instead, he's talking to his teammate. Again, I don't know what he ended up saying, but he was ejected. So out went Draymond Green, and out went the chances of the Warriors. Listen, the Warriors still should have beat the Knicks last night at home. But if you're playing, you know, four and a half on Golden State, and, you know, their they're third, second, third, fourth, however you want to describe Draymond Green, most important player on the club, gets kicked out, you're like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, you really got to be kidding me. But back to the Lions thing for a second. Yeah, so they, they hire this guy, Dan Campbell. Former Lions tight end, bounced around the league a little bit, did have, like I said, an interim spot with the Dolphins a few years back. Uh, nothing spectacular, one game under 500, which is probably why the Lions decided to hire him. You know, in the last 50 years, you talk about failed, god-awful franchises. We've had this debate, you know, whether it's the Bungles, whether it's the Cubs, whether it's the, the Miami Marlins, although they, you know, had some success this past year. Uh, you know, you go down to typical teams that have just been atrocious for the most part over the last uh, 30, 40 years. You know, the Lions over the last 50 years have had 17 head coaches. Dan Campbell will be the 18th. Now, albeit some of these on an interim basis. Like they had three last year, Matt Patricia, Daryl Bevel. And then when Bevel got the, the COVID, uh, Robert Prince took over. But still, 17 guys, for better or worse. Guess how many Detroit Lion head coaches in the last 50 years ended up having a winning record? 17 to start with. <clears throat> what are they, 10? No. All right, probably not since that's a lot of head coaches, although only at 50 years. Still, it's an average of about three years. So I don't know. what If not 10, how about eight, Scott? No. Seven? No. The Lions, you know, pretty... Well, historic franchise, uh, five out of 17? No. 
four? No. Three? Three guys out of 17 have only had a winning record with the Detroit Lions? No. Two. Two guys in the last 17 Lions head coaches have been able to walk away with a winning record. And one of those was an interim guy, Gary Moeller, if you remember him, the former Michigan uh, head coach. Uh, they got the job for a year. He left after seven games. Uh, I forget the circumstances around that. He, I, You know, I think he took over for Bobby Ross, who got whacked, and he coached the last seven. <clears throat> it went four and three, but at that point, you know, the Lions would die for four and three right now. But back then, uh, that wasn't good enough. So, no, two guys. Two guys, and you think Dan Campbell, you know, uh, a, a Jim Schwartz wannabe, is going to be the guy that's going to bring this franchise out of the doldrums. Not a stinking chance. Not a stinking chance. I guarantee you mark it down right now, they're going to be calling for Dan Campbell's head after a year and a half, if not sooner. Robert Prince, 0-1. Daryl Bevel, 1-4. Matt Patricia, 13-28. Jim Caldwell, cha-ching! Call, poor Jim Caldwell, right? This guy is one of the few. And he was actually eight games over 500 at 36-28. and 28. Again, the Lions fans would die for 36-28 and 28 right now. And that wasn't good enough for him to keep his job. He gets whacked. Jim Schwartz, 29-51. Rob Marinelli, 10 and 38. Dick Duran, 1 and 4 before he got whacked. Uh, Steve Mariucci, 15 and 28. Marty Morningweg, oh, the great Marty Morningweg, 5 and 27. Bobby Ross, not getting it done at 27 and 30. Even Wayne Fonts, the great Wayne Fonts, uh, was one game under at 66 and 67. Daryl Rogers, 18 and 40. Monty Clark, 43 and 61, on and on and on and on. The only other guy, uh, Moeller went, went four and three and uh, Caldwell at 36 and 28. And, and realistically, if you want to throw, you know, uh, Moeller out of there since it was only seven games, one guy, one guy in basically the last 50 years, one out of set of the last 17 head coaches could come away with a winning record when there was everything was said and done with this Lions franchise. And you think that guy who's looking to bust kneecaps is going to be the answer. I, I tell you what, I don't know when FanDuel is going to post their over-under totals for wins. I'm going under on the Lions. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no way in the world that guy is bringing Detroit out of the doldrums. And now you got reports that they may trade, and this is probably what they should do. They should trade Matthew Stafford. Uh, you know, supposedly he's thinking about wanting out. Why not? You know, we've heard these rumors before. They're not going anywhere. He's going to be 33 next month. You might as well trade him and get something for him. This franchise has to stop believing in Matthew Stafford. This guy has never won a big game in his life. They, they've never done anything with him. Stop it already with Matthew Stafford and thinking he's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's a poor man's Matt Ryan. At least Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl. Stafford isn't, hasn't even snipped the Super Bowl. What are you kidding me? If you can get a first round, you know what? I'd call up Jacksonville. I'd sell Urban Meyer on, hey, you got your quarterback here. Don't worry about drafting Trevor. And you know what? You're not going to get the first overall pick from Matthew Stafford. But if I can get a second-round pick from Jacksonville, which is the first in the second round, I'll take that. I'll sign up for that right now. I'll start fresh. Absolutely. And tell Jacksonville, you know what? Go ahead and draft Trevor. Uh, let him sit uh, for a year or two behind Matthew Stafford and learn. I'd call up the Jets. Would the dopey Jets trade the number two overall pick for Matthew Stafford? Maybe. 
You know, any franchise that has a new head coach and wants to, you know, automatically win now thinks, okay, I'm going to take Stafford out of the doldrums of Detroit and I'm going to turn him into a winner. He's going to throw for 4,000, 5,000 yards. I can get it done. He's got a rocket for an arm, this, that, what have you, right? Go ahead. You buy into that rhetoric if you want. Don't call up my Dolphins. But you call up the Jets. You call up Jacksonville. You call up Washington. You know, would you take the Redskins' 17, or 19th overall pick for Matthew Stafford? I would if I'm Detroit. Maybe, you know, and, and maybe that that's not a bad little, you know, Redskins think they're a win-now team. Going to the playoffs this past year. Don't have a quarterback. Here's Stafford. Stafford for the 19th overall pick. Mark it down. I, I If I'm Detroit... I just go to rock bottom. You're rock bottom anyway, so you might as well just acknowledge your rock bottom and start anew. It's amazing. So Dan Campbell gets a job, and uh, Eric Bieniemy can't. Washington, though, you know, for those that want to promote the cause, promoted Jennifer King to a full-time offensive assistant. That makes her the first black woman to be a full-time coach in the NFL. Congrats to her. She had been an intern with the team for a couple of years working with the running backs. So a black woman can get a job in the NFL, but not, you know, the black male, Eric Bieniemy. I don't get it. I, I really don't. But um, like I said, uh, listening and watching Bieniemy, you know, I, I don't know how you could walk away not saying, you know what, Let, let's wait. Um, you know, it's, it's worth it. I don't care if Kansas City goes to the Super Bowl or not. This, this guy is a breath of fresh air. I mean, you talk about needing a breath of fresh air like Detroit needs. Uh, you know, Campbell, you know, is over the top too crazy in my eyes. You bring this guy in, people are going to go want to play for him. That's how good of a you know, guy this guy seems to be. So, and his reputation and all the people speaking out for him, I would absolutely be waiting. Absolutely. So, I, I just, you know, it's kind of weird that he can't get the head coaching job, though. I, I really, it's amazing. Dwayne Haskins signs a, a contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. See, this is what I was referring to last month when they released him. It, it makes no sense to me whatsoever that they cut his ass when you could have just held on to him, suspended him, kept him on the bench, whatever you wanted to call it, and then trade him in the offseason. That was a former first-round pick from just two years ago. You, you can't tell me that there wouldn't have been a team out there that wouldn't have given you a conditional draft choice even, whether it's a seventh or sixth or fifth. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I would have suspected you could have gotten probably a conditional second round pick for him, if not a conditional first round pick. Maybe not just one outright, but, you know, he comes to your team. If he plays a little bit, shows a little something, if he's on your roster the following year, then you give us a second rounder. If you deem him, you know, not worthy, then then we only get a seventh round. I, I, it's just that to me, you talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face. That's what that was with Washington. Uh, I understand they're trying to have a winning franchise, and I get all that, and you don't want to kiss these players' ass. I get all that. But somewhere along the line, you got to think of yourself first and just say, Let, let's just sit him on the bench then. Let, let's have him rot there for the next two, three weeks. We'll get it to the playoffs. We'll do what we need to do, and then in the offseason, we'll trade him. We're not going to tarnish him, you know. I, but but the, the Redskins, the football team, the Potatoes, they didn't do that. They, they tarnished him. I mean, they threw him out there saying that he's a mope and he's no good for us. I mean, very that, – that's – that's just dumb. Uh, that that really is dumb. All right, favorites last night. We'll look at our Vegas report in the NBA. Bucks didn't uh, win or cover. Jazz did, uh, and uh, the Warriors did not. So your uh, favorites went one and two last night, straight up and against the spread. 
Knicks and Warriors went over, Jazz Pelicans went over, and Bucks and Lakers went under. So, so things have kind of evened out a little bit in the NBA with the overs and unders. NHL's the one that kind of jumped off the page at the beginning of the season, but that's even come back uh, a little bit. Although last night, uh, I think we had a few more overs uh, than when everything was said and done. Kings and Avalanche, late game last night. L.A. gets its first win 4-2. That game goes over. That was 5.5. Montreal and Vancouver, uh, that pushed the Grand Salami over. That was a 7-3 Montreal win. So that's two overs. Jets 4-1 over the Senators. That's an under. Lightning 3-2 over Columbus. That's an under. Islanders uh, 4-1 over the Devils. That's an under. And then Bruins 5-4 over the Flyers. That's an over. So ended up going, what, 3-3. Three and three. Uh, late game, two late games went over. The one early game, Bruins Flyers went over. Everything else went under. So pretty, pretty much even. Like I said, to start the the uh, NHL season, we had about four days of nothing but overs. I mean, it was basically nothing but overs. It really was amazing. But over the last, I'd say this past week, for the most part, it's been a fifty-fifty split. So we had to figure that was going to stop eventually, and, and it has. So. Forget about trying to just have a blanket bet of go over on all these NHL games. Things have kind of settled in a little bit. I th- I, I do like this 56-game schedule. I, you know, you got intensity. You know, the, some of these matchups you're going to get sick of, I'm sure, when everything is said and done. But, you know, even five games, four or five games in, you're talking about teams saying, listen, you got to step it up, otherwise you're in a lot of trouble. I mean, there's some clubs out there that had hopes, you know, uh, whether it's Buffalo, which is only one in three, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Arizona, uh, which is one, two, and one. I mean, so it's good. I- I'm going to enjoy the hockey season. Def- definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, so. All right. Uh, coming up on 53 and a half past the hour, hour number one. We'll close up uh, the first hour. Coming up here shortly. Next hour, though, we got our NFL prop plays for this weekend. We're coming up on opposite picks on Sirius Exception. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. the uh, poll question for this uh, Friday morning. Best NFL play this weekend. Listing all the teams, Kansas City, Buffalo, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, with three points being your uh, point spread. And uh, early on, we got uh, Green Bay laying the three at uh, 36%, just under 36%. You got Buffalo getting the three against Kansas City at 28%. And then you got Tampa Bay and Kansas City on the other sides, uh, just under 18%. So go to your opposite picks feed, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, picks P-I-C-K-S, and get your vote in there. And we'll update a couple of times before we are through. It kind of correlates to what FanDuel has, to tell you the truth. You know, Green Bay... Uh, you know, you got to lay a little bit of the juice, as we mentioned earlier, on, on Green Bay versus, uh, you know, just playing it straight minus three. So um, I think that's the way it's going to go because of the trends. I, you know, as we gave you out yesterday, the, the trends are, are monster Green Bay. They they really are. So got some interesting props. We'll get into next hour. Um, didn't play these, but, you know, combined points. I, I do like playing those 
Gives you action on every game. Now, there's only two games. It's a little deceiving in that 104.5 is your total championship game combined points. You can play the over or the under, obviously. And, you know, initial reaction was, boy, that, that's not that many. I'll, I'll go over. And then you start thinking, oh, you got to break that down. That's 52 points plus per game. Then, you know, when you break it down that way, it seems like, well, then maybe not. I, I do think both games are going to be higher scoring. But, you know, initial reaction to the 104 and a half was absolutely over. And then, and then you start thinking about it. Mm, I don't know. How about lowest scoring team? You can get Tampa Bay plus 185 if you really think Green Bay is going to smack them in the face. Buffalo is 210. You know, uh, you could play both and just have one of the two come out and still be a solid, solid winner. That's not a bad little strategy. It really isn't. All right, one hour in the books, opposite picks, prop plays, everything else coming up next hour right here on an Opposite Picks Friday on Sirius XM Channel 204 and uh, your radio affiliates around the country as well.